Hello and welcome back to Touching Base PR Edition. My name is Jamie Gerke and I'll be your host today. This is the podcast where I help aspiring communications professionals create the careers they dream of. Through fun interviews with top-notch PR and marketing pros, you're going to gain a wide understanding of the industry and know how to make your mark. Let's do it. Okay, so this week I have an interview with Ashley Belgrave, who is the founder of Bell's Signature Creatives, and she also does a lot of work in PR. So me and Ashley talk about things like having a business mindset, because Ashley is an entrepreneur in addition to working in PR, kind of her top networking tips, as well as talking about just general relationship building and building connections with people that will eventually become networking contacts. Before I get into that, I want to talk about my personal and professional highlights. I feel like I have to address the fact that I came back and then I left for a hot sec again, but we're back for real now. Life just kind of gets crazy sometimes. Life gets in the way, but this is my last pre-recorded interview from January, and then I'm recording new episodes this week and next week with so many new exciting guests. So I'm very excited for the podcast to kind of take off again and to be back in full swing. So I am not going to take a break again. Kind of talking about my personal and professional highlights, I'll start with my personal highlight first. And I guess the highlight of my past month was that I kind of took a trip to um, Binghamton where I went to college to see some of my college friends and just spend time there and just being there was kind of this whirlwind experience because it kind of feels like nothing has changed, but everything has changed. And then it's like, I became so much of the person I am in Binghamton, but then I'm also so much of a new person now so it's kind of weird but it's so fun to be back experiencing things getting to go to restaurants that I went to in college getting to go to Thai time lost dog strange broom Binghamton is honestly some of the best food I've ever had and it's weird because like you wouldn't expect that in a little like a little town upstate but one of the best foods I've ever had were in Binghamton. Another highlight of my past month is that I finished doing 100 Days of Happiness over on my Instagram. And so I started 100 Days of Happiness back in April. As I mentioned in one of the last few episodes, I went through a pretty bad breakup and I started doing 100 Days of Happiness just because I looked in the mirror and I was like, I can't keep living like this. And so I started 100 Days of Happiness to kind of document being happy and document the little things that make you happy and 100 days of happiness like totally taught me like there are these things every day that can make you happy even if you're sad even if you're feeling so so out of it there are little things every day that can bring happiness and so just getting to do that it really shifted my mindset on a professional note I do kind of have a larger update but since the details aren't set in stone I don't want to share just yet, but in the next two episodes, I will definitely be sharing kind of some of the changes in my professional life. I did kind of pass the one-year mark of me being at St. John's, starting my grad assistantship, started grad school, and it's definitely just crazy looking back at how much I've learned in the past year, how much I've grown, and what I can do now. I mean, I look at things I wrote a year ago, I look at social media posts I made a year ago, and it's like, there are things I wouldn't do now, but they've all kind of helped me to be where I am now so things that might have taken me hours years ago can do them in an hour maybe or like just updating records it's so much easier because I was there for the year I got to witness these things happen so definitely it's just like I wanted to kind of send out to you guys like if you're starting a new job I know a lot of recent graduates are probably starting new jobs like 
it gets easier and I know at the beginning you're gonna feel like you have absolutely no idea what you're doing. I cried so many times because I was like, I do not know what I am doing at all. And just in a year, like, I've learned so much. I've grown so much and, like, so will you. So if you're feeling a little stuck, if you're feeling a little lost, like, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna figure it out. I'm so excited to see where you guys go. All of that being said, let's hop right on into this interview with Ashley and I hope you guys like it. Ashley Belgrave and I'm the founder of Bell Signature Creatives. Amazing. So I have a little bit of a hot seat segment to start with. So the first question I want to ask you is if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Okay. I love to travel and I used to travel when I was younger um, on cruises with my family to Jamaica and Puerto Rico a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that, I've always wanted to go to um, Egypt and Spain and England. Um, those were like my main places to travel mm-hmm. as I um, got older. Right now, I'm pretty stuck on, I'm well, I'm conflicted between Spain and England. Awesome. And um, what kind of draws you to each of those places? Just the culture. The Hispanic culture. I've spent mm-hmm. many years studying um, Spanish language, food, um, art, music, dance. Um, so I've just always wanted to go and visit Barcelona, Madrid since like eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to London, um, I feel like that kind of is more of my theater side. Um, and loving Broadway shows. And then when I learned that there is a pretty strong theater community in um, London as well, I was really excited to kind of visit London and see what that was about one day. So my second question for you is, I saw on your LinkedIn that you graduated from Farmingdale High School and I'm actually from Plainview. Oh, Um, nice, okay. Neighboring towns. Yep. So I love asking people from Long Island. Um, I love asking pizza or bagels. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like it, it depends on what I'm doing. If you ask me, if you ask teenage Ashley, who was in um, dance classes on Fridays and Saturdays, that bagel came in clutch on Saturday morning <laughs> yes. when we were rushing to the dance studio. Uh, but once I stopped dancing and, you know, college pizza was a Friday night, Saturday night staple. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I love both of them. If, if I'm not able to get a bagel sandwich though, I probably would go with pizza. Awesome. I am actually like not a crazy pizza person. I don't love pizza. I, I don't know. I think I have this weird thing where I don't like melted cheese. Okay. I don't really love cheese to begin with. So I can't really stomach the whole cheese and sauce thing together. But I mm. like, it's weird because I like cheesy bread and then I like like pizza with just sauce on it. Mm-hmm. So it's very weird, but I can't, I can't have the two of them together. <laughs> okay. So do you like lasagna and a little cheese on your um, spaghetti? No? Oh, I don't like Parmesan cheese. So like if you like sprinkle cheese on something, not a fan. 
Um, to me, that kind of tastes like vomit. Um, but my uncle always makes uh, stuffed shells for the holidays. Um, it's like our family go-to. And I definitely eat it, but I feel like I get to the end and I have like just like a pile of cheese that somehow didn't end up in the stuffed shell because I like pulled it out without even like realizing. So you're just a, a plain pasta person. So you're more like a more like a buttery garlic type pasta person. I love my go-to is garlic and oil because mm. it's just so it's it's so good. I might have a recipe for I love to cook. So I might actually have a recipe that my mom um, would make for me because I didn't like too much sauce, too much mm-hmm. sauce, but gas awesome. reflexes, all that. Um, and my dad was like, you're not just going to eat butter and pasta. Like that's not healthy. <laughs> so my mom, um, she made a lemon zest um, pasta that kind of like alternated over the years. I add um, lemon pepper sometimes with the oil. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I add a little garlic. Um, I play around with it and kind of change up that. but I definitely will make sure to send you that recipe. Oh, yes, you please do. I'm going to try it. It's going to be good. I'm, I'm excited now. Yes. So now kind of switching gears a little bit and getting into the main focus of the episode, can you start by sharing where you went to school and what you got your degree in? Okay. Well, as you mentioned, I did go to Farmingdale High School um, and I was actually on track to study accounting. Um, and I mentioned that because through my journey, I have learned to shift and adapt um, when it comes to uh, my career in communications. Um, so after a couple of internships um, with some pretty large, um, well-known accounting firms, I changed my major to corporate communications and focused on PR specifically and developed my um, small business uh, idea as a project for a class. And then I was like, hmm, well, what if I take this and I start building my own agency, um, which was my idea um, before I started working at Agami Group um, as account coordinator this past summer. But mm-hmm. let me go back just a little bit. <laughs> um, while I was studying corporate communications as an undergraduate, I did not immediately have a full-time position. So I decided to continue um, learning more about corporate communications and PR in graduate school. Um, So I started to build my uh, freelancing agency, Bell Signature Creatives. Um, And knowing that I wanted it to be someday more than, you know, just PR, given my background um, in accounting and advertising and marketing, when I got my job at Agami Group, I decided to shift it to a lifestyle brand. At the end of the first quarter, finalized my PR campaigns and start focusing on helping uh, individuals with their communication um, strategies within their academic and professional uh, life. Awesome. And so where did you get your degree from? I don't think you mentioned it. Oh, yes. Thank you. I knew I was forgetting something. (laughs) I got my degree from Baruch College, a CUNY school in Manhattan. What were your like thoughts on Baruch? Um, Do you think it's a good place to get a PR degree? Um, 
what was a favorite class you took? Um, kind of talk about your experience in undergrad and your master's program. So I absolutely think that it is a amazing place to get a public relations, well, court communications degree, um, simply because I was able to drill down on the PR courses and learn about press releases, learn about media kits, learn about pitching. But then I was also able to get a broader understanding of what other avenues I have with my corporate communication degree. Mm -hmm. um, Baruch is a business school. So even if you do um, study accounting or you study actuarial science, um, you are leaving there with a business mindset of sorts. Mm -hmm. So that way you are prepared to maneuver in different um, stages of your career. That's what I really appreciate about Baruch. Um, my journey there, having changed my, my major in undergrad um, mm -hmm. with a year and a half left to graduate, <laughs> um, I was able, I was in a position where I wasn't um, delaying my graduation mm -hmm. um, because of the great support that I had from the faculty and staff there. I was also able to make like some really strong connections with people within the corporate communication space that mm -hmm. um, have been helpful in referrals, recommendations, and just helping me make um, even more connections as I um, went to grad school and mm -hmm. networking events and things of that nature. We're always, um, you're always able to kind of connect with alumni at Baruch um, and you end up finding your, um, your group of people that you can just connect with. I definitely think like you mentioned that business mindset is something that I think is really important. Um, I did my undergrad in English. So I kind of, I got this like really great, like critical thinking and like analytical kind of side yeah. of it figured out. And I really like, I came out of undergrad and I was like, I just don't know, like, I don't know how the corporate world works. I don't know how business actually like happens. Yeah. And so now I'm getting my master's degree in sport management at St. John's. I'm, I'm in finance this semester. And I've never taken a finance class in my life before. But I'm just like, I feel like I'm being now introduced to all these like businessy kind of concepts. And I'm like, see, I feel like this is what I needed. Finance classes, those accounting 101 classes. Granted, I took some of those college courses my senior year of high school mm -hmm. um, at Farmingdale. But those classes are essential, even with business law. I have a credit, uh, just a certification, I'll say. I have a certification in accounting and law that sticks with me. Um, I don't believe it expires. So any of these viewers, if you're listening out there, please let me know and correct me if I need to renew it. <laughs> um, but just that, you know, that background of understanding, okay, I need to make sure that my books are in order. If I'm going to start mm -hmm. a small business, I need to look into what, um, legal ramifications I need to abide by, um, with starting this business when contracting another freelancer to help me with building my website doing my social media things like that you just think oh 
found this person on Instagram, especially now today, everybody is on social media trying to make sure they manage their accounts and brand themselves accordingly. Mm-hmm. Found this person, gonna hire them to do my social media. Yeah. But are you looking at that contract and making sure that your business gets all of the assets that it needs from the relationship and that, you know, your reputation and how you work with this um, freelancer is not going to be put in jeopardy Mm -hmm. as well. So those are things that I kind of think about um, just with my background um, in business. Just like those general finance skills or any of those things are so important, just like even in life and like reading contracts, like you said, and things like that, like even when you get a job offer, like reading that contract, understanding the money you're making. And I think like when you're in undergrad, they put this focus on general education classes and they tell you, you have to take these classes, but I had to take a, I had to take philosophy. I had to take um, like economics, but nothing that's actually like related to like actual life skills. I got your degree in corporate communications and PR, but you kind of had this business mindset to it. And I think that that is almost something that's really important for a lot of people that go into PR, because just in talking to so many people on the show, I've kind of met so many people that it maybe it wasn't really in their life plan to start a business one day or have their own PR agency. And just the way that life turned out, that was kind of how it happened to them. And then they didn't really know like what went into being a business owner. And so Mm -hmm. I think that for PR, I think it's really important to kind of take business classes or kind of understand really what goes into a business because a lot of times people end up in businesses that they're running. Mm -hmm. I will say PR or not, if you will have some type of entrepreneurial energy about you, that lemonade stand that you started in the front yard. Um, (laughs) I remember when some of my friends used to um, sell gum in middle school because you weren't allowed to chew gum but at recess you know you weren't really getting caught with your gum it was you know you're eating food so you pay that 25 cents 50 cents little things like that if you have that entrepreneurial spirit in you make sure whether it's outside of school at a summer program or an elective in college that you take a business 101 course I always knew that I wanted to start a business I just wasn't sure what that business was going to be And I just kind of prepared myself slowly since I was a little girl Mm -hmm. on different um, aspects of business. And so I think that's how I was finally able to um, create Bell Signature Creatives. And I think it's so funny that you kind of mentioned kind of that lemonade stand you created when you were younger and going back Mm -hmm. to like these little like entrepreneurial spirits that kind of like pop up when we're younger and then we kind of squash them down. We don't think much of them. And then Mm -hmm. one day we're older and we're trying to figure out what to do. And all of a sudden, like, that's just what makes sense. I remember I was in the third and the fourth grade and me and this kid in my third and fourth grade class, we started taking just pieces of paper and we'd fold them in half and we would draw like a computer screen on them. Mm -hmm. And we were making our own computer companies. Um, I I vividly remember he called his Zyrtec because he liked that cold medicine. I just like, I go back and I think about that and I'm like, oh, that was me trying to start a business back then. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I kind of want you to walk me out of graduating and kind of starting your 
footsteps and getting into the world of PR and ending up where you are now? Post undergrad graduation, as I mentioned, I got an internship with Reagan Farley, um, who is now co-founder of Intel Media Group. Uh, And another tidbit for anyone that is listening, um, trying to understand the connection between business and PR, another connection that you need to pay attention to is those relationships. Mm -hmm. Those are such a key aspect of PR, such key aspect of business. I went to a Christmas party that I was hesitant of going to because I was tired and it was cold and I did not like the winter. It has to be something really good for me to want to leave my house in the heat. (laughs) So I went to a Christmas party and I met um, Reagan's client, Crystal Gardner, and was being told how she won a reality um, contest with TI on BET not too long ago before the holiday party. And I was just like, oh, wow. And just how she was, you know, focused on entertainment and media. I was like, okay, I know this is something that I want. And this is the industry that I ultimately want to be in. Spoke to her, asked her about, um, you know, studying public relations and looking to ultimately become a publicist. What recommendations you can give me? She gave me the name of her publicist and now my mentor. Interviewed with Reagan for an internship position. And I turned that into a um, class for myself with my graduate program. All the press releases, all the pitching, the media kits, the research. I drove in on that and used that um, in my graduate program as part of my thesis research um, on diversity, equity, and inclusion um, within the workspace in the PR industry. So I kind of just have always continued to like take what I have, take the network that I have, take the research that I have and make it work for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, From there, I ended up freelancing uh, for about six months after graduating grad school. Either I was interviewing for full-time roles or I was pitching my freelance agency to other business owners that I noticed could use some help with their media relations. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't easy. Like I sometimes wanted to just give up. Um, I found you know, that it is quite a balancing act. Um, I had to, um, a couple of side gigs um, that would allow me to recharge when I'm not working on uh, my company or I'm not interviewing, um, but also give me the space to continue what I wanted to do in my ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was working part-time at the mall. (laughs) I was uh, helping out some local companies, with their marketing campaigns even, just to continue building my portfolio and everything else. So when I was hired at Agami Group, I was ready to um, continue to learn even more about PR um, from a full-time perspective. Mm -hmm. Mentioning again, reading your NDAs and your contracts, um, I realized that I had to kind of shift my freelance agency 
now working full-time with Adami, which I love this company. Um, but I was faced with a choice. Do I want to um, take this full-time opportunity and shift my company once I finish the contracts that I um, have started? Or do I want to continue trying to build my uh, my freelance agency? That's a decision that only you can make. And you need to really understand what your NDAs are, understand what your contract um, for work is, understand your hours, your job description, all of those things. Um, I knew that I still wanted to be a publicist, but I also knew that I wanted to do some different things with my freelance um, agency. So I've been shifting it now to um, be a lifestyle brand where we're focusing on cooking um, and we're focusing on um, webinars and digital products and a few inspirational mugs. Um, just to kind of inspire, motivate, and uplift, especially right now during the pandemic, people um, that are applying for jobs, trying to figure out how to manage school and the life during a pandemic mm -hmm. um, today. Um, so you'll see this probably um, more if you guys visit my website, kind of the changes that have been made yeah. after this uh, um, episode airs. But definitely don't be afraid to sometimes pivot. Um, even if that means for, you know, the fellow publicists listening, trying to retain a different client. Um, so you're focusing on a lot of beauty campaigns. Okay, you can connect that to health and wellness and that's your you know, your way in, there's a connection there. There are beauty products that people are using for self-care. Mm -hmm. And then you just kind of slowly shift if you want to go into health and wellness, or if you even want to focus on more business or political campaigns, do the research, join Facebook groups, um, look into other PR agencies that are out there providing those same services to your um, target audience to your target client and just keep going at it but don't be afraid to pivot and so I kind of want to go way way back to the beginning of that um and your beginning of your journey and um we were talking about networking at the beginning and you were yeah. saying that you met Reagan's client at a Christmas party yep. and I think that's kind of going like you can make connections in any setting any space mm -hmm. it doesn't have to just be like you don't have to be on LinkedIn and looking for someone to connect with. You can find connections in every space. And I even think just as talking on this episode and there's a million different ways that we could have met before we were even talking on this show. And right. so I wanna, number one, emphasize the fact that networking isn't strictly just in a professional space. You can find mm -hmm. context anywhere, but I wanna ask you, what is kind of like your biggest tip for networking? I would have to say that it is going to whatever conversation, whatever event with your top three goals in your mind. You need to write them down, write them down on your phone, write them down on a note card, but going to any event or any conversation with your three goals in mind that you want to address and that you want more information on, that you want to even like, I'm going to go in there. If you know, if I knew that Crystal Gardner was going to be at that party, 
on my list would have been, I am going to speak to Crystal and I'm going to um, make a connection with her. So that way I can get a job opportunity. Thankfully, my mom reminded me that the Christmas party was a networking opportunity, um, even though I didn't know Crystal was going to be there. But when people, even when people will reach out to me on social media or I'm joining Facebook groups, or I find when you're commenting on something that somebody says on Instagram, be genuine, be authentic to who you are. That comment can turn a conversation. I reconnect with some of my um, newer friends and colleagues in this industry. Just the other day about a book that was released today, um, she wanted to get some recommendations. I mentioned um, Rachel Lindsley, uh, the first Black Bachelorette who just released her, um, her book, Miss Me With That, today we were going back and forth in the comments. I was like, yep, make sure you follow her page. Just a genuine conversation about a book. Mm-hmm. Find your find your goals, um, be genuine and authentic. Those would probably be my main takeaways. If you're trying to network um, in any space, that is really going to help you be successful. And can I just say, I think books are such a great way to network and like connect with people. I started doing this thing over COVID where every time I read a book, I posted it on my Instagram story. And at first it was just like, for me, I was like, I'm just keeping track of these books I'm reading. Here's where I'm keeping track of them. And then I finally made a Goodreads profile so I could actually keep track of them. But I Uh kept doing this and I'm sure it annoys the heck out of some people every time I post a book. But then every time, I feel like every time I post something, a random person who I haven't spoken to in months or years replies mm-hmm. to my Instagram story and they're like oh my god I read this book I loved it have you read her other books and like it just creates yeah. all of this conversation and I think books are such a great way to just like remind people that you kind of exist and like let's create a conversation about it I mean stories in general think about when people watch televisions that community that fan base that's created um you have shows like power you have shows like uh this is us you have shows like Grey's Anatomy now that if I don't if there is a fan base Grey's Anatomy and Sex in the City those are some fan bases out there people tweeting people having conversations people having feuds about Carrie should have ended up with Big or she should have ended up with with Aiden there's those stories really resonate and connect with people I feel like books you know are one aspect of that TV's TV shows and movies are another aspect of that. But for me, it's the storytelling um, that really connects and resonates with people. And either they connect, you know, team, you have team um, big, you have team Aiden, or for any of the insecure fans out there um, that have seen the last uh, episode where Issa finally picked Lawrence I'm a huge team Lawrence fan I know some people at my job when we were talking about insecure they were like oh I can't believe she chose Lawrence over Nathan so there's a camaraderie of even though we're on different sides of just watching that show mm-hmm. and for that five minutes of reconnecting after holiday break um you get to see a different side of somebody and I think like 
even remembering the fact that again, like I said, like networking isn't just limited to like professional spaces, even like social media sites, like Twitter, I feel like even like with those fan bases, when we were talking about storytelling and Twitter, like the hashtags, such a great way to network and continue to talk to people. I even remember, uh, it was a few months back, I was at a soccer game for St. John's and our announcer took this picture of the sky with the lightning in it because we were on a weather delay. And so he took this picture and he posted it and I saw it and I followed the picture. I liked the picture, whatever. And he followed me back. And I was like, "Mm." at the time, I didn't think anything of it. And then I come to realize three months later, he's like such a big basketball announcer and he covers all of these games everywhere. And I'm like, oh, and you follow me on Twitter? Mm. Okay. I'm like, okay, here we go. So wait, so did you have in your profile anything sports related with St. John? I think it did say I was a St. John's GA. So I think that's how he knew who I was. Okay. But I was like, okay, like, let's continue. Like, we can continue this conversation one day. Right. Yeah. And it's like no, little, right. simple things like that. Just making those like tiny connections everywhere you can. Don't be afraid. Like when people like, okay, so I remember I have two ce- celebrity um, experiences. I was on my way to a um, to go see Anastasia on Broadway for my theater class. And we had to go see either an on off Broadway or a Broadway show. Um, and so I was on my way to go see uh, Anastasia. And I saw um, Todrick Hall. And for a second, I was just like, no, possibly couldn't be. And I saw two girls behind me stop. And I was just like, starstruck for a second. I was like, oh my gosh. And he, he was walking up towards me and I was like, I, d- I d- couldn't talk. <laughs> the life of me, I couldn't talk. And he shook my hand. He's like, nice to meet you. I'm like, yeah, you, okay. <laughs> couldn't get the words out of my mouth. I just wanted to say hello. <laughs> I was super like, just excited when I um, met my friend at the theater. I told her what happened. She's like, what'd you say? I was like, I couldn't get the words out of my mouth, but you <laughs> shook my hand. Like, oh my gosh, it's such an experience. Yeah, don't ever do that. <laughs> don't be afraid. It is so funny that you have a Tajik Hall story because so I was seeing um, Once on this Island with my friend. Yeah. And Taja Call was seeing the show that night too. And so I'm standing in the lobby, like right across from Taja Call, and I'm like, what the heck is happening? And it was, it was, I remember it was in 2018. So it was when Taylor Swift was doing her Reputation Stadium tour. Mm-hmm. And I had seen on Twitter that Taja was at the show the night before. And I'm a big Taylor Swift fan too. And so my friend's like, no, we're just going to say hi. We're going to do it. And my friend goes over and she's like, hi, Taja. Like, I'm like, whatever, like such a big fan. And then I go, how was Taylor Swift last night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can it can be overwhelming, but you know, just recognizing, taking a deep breath, and recognizing that they are human as well really mm-hmm. does help. Um, when I got better with not being so starstruck with celebrities, um, I DM. I was bold enough to DM a actually two castmates from the BET show Sisters, um, Crystal Renee, who plays Fatima, and KJ Smith, who plays Andy on the show. Crystal was in the beginning of the pandemic teaching people how to do passion twists. And I commented, well, I don't know if I commented first or I DM'd them first, but 
I think I commented per first saying that I was going to use this um, style, this hairstyle for Easter because I couldn't get to my, my hairstylist, couldn't mm -hmm. get to the salon. Like a lot of people, we had that issue. A lot of women and men um, had that issue. I couldn't get to the salon. So like, thank you so much. Going to use this. Went to go grab the link for um, the hair that she suggested everybody use and it wasn't working. So I messaged her, you know, hey, just like, yes, she's, you know, this celebrity on the show, but your link's not working, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't thinking about, you know, didn't think that she would respond back. She responded back to me. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, it was short-lived, um, you know, her like commenting back and responding back to me on some things. But when I took the time to just think of her as a human, being genuine, being kind, and yes, we're I'm so excited that she's on this show and she's doing a great job, her and KJ Smith. KJ Smith actually helped me get um these uh this outfit that she had on her show I was looking for it for my mom for Mother's Day and KJ Smith sent me the link just mm -hmm. by you know reaching out saying loved your outfit would love to know where you get it from for my mom for Mother's Day just doing those like simple things those simple asks and being like yes I'm a big fan but you're still human would you mind helping me or somebody can say is no and when you recognize those celebrities as human beings versus always their character because I'm sure some as an actor I'm sure at some point they do get tired of oh that's that's Andy like no she's KJ Smith she plays different roles mm -hmm. Crystal has different roles yes that's their um you know what do they call that um breakout their, role yeah their breakout role but they're still a human being they still want to be yeah. recognized um as a human being a very talented one they deserve their privacy all those things being respectful oh, towards them regarding that um, and giving their them their accolades, um, you know, is going to get you more of a response than just, you know, always, oh my gosh, can I get this from you because you're a celebrity. Sometimes they just can't even help you and they don't want to, you know, let you down as a fan. So think about like, it's important to think about it that way too. And I also want to say on that note, I think my biggest kind of tip, if you're trying to get someone to like answer your DM or something, like if you like actually had a question, um, by, cause I, so Instagram's so funny by the way it works is like how if you DM someone and they don't follow you back, it goes into their like message requests. Mm -hmm. But if you tag them in an Instagram story, then they can like repost your story. And like that might go to like their story mentions, not their message requests. And once they repost your story, your message request will go into their inbox. And it's like the craziest thing, but it happens to me that I did this once for a YouTuber. I like tagged her in something just because I was doing something and she ended up reposting it on her story. And then I always forget now that I have like a open message thread with her. And then sometimes I like forget and I, I, I she posted a picture of her on like her soul cycle bike once. And it was like very close to the wall and like, I responded like out of, I was just like, does your arm hit the wall? Like not expecting a response out of that. And she responded to that message. And I was like, what is happening? Right. Yep. Just, you know, a genuine concern. Like, are you sure you're going to be okay with that? You Point that out. <laughs> I was like, are you good? Is your arm hitting the wall? She was like, no, it's not. I was like, oh, all right. Well, you looked awfully close to the wall. Oh. Yeah, no. 
And I'm sure she was just like, I'm sure she was appreciative that you cared enough to kind of be like, oh, right. be careful. Um, and that's a comp, just the smallest of things. Me even pointing out to Crystal that the link that she had right. up, you know, wasn't working. Right. <laughs> that's sometimes that's how you get the the reactions out of these celebrities. Right. And so switching gears a little bit and going back to yes. uh, PR as a whole, can you kind of tell me? what a week in your life looks like and some of the tasks you might do in a week. Okay, so um, I start my week out and I close my week out actually in meditation. Okay. For me, that's really helpful to kind of center myself when I start out the week. It was something that my um, my job Igami group um, kind of set up when I started. And I was just like, oh, I'm definitely gonna be attending these classes every Monday and Friday. Um, so I started out with meditation, then I am looking over any, uh, notes that have to go out to the clients to just give them, you know, here's an overview of what we're going to be focusing on this week. Um, any particular, uh, deliverables that the company itself has to send out to the client, um, for multiple accounts, um, from, we need the client to send us back these three assets by midweek before this meeting. Um, with one of my campaigns, I have almost a meeting every day, either with the client or with the internal team. Um, so definitely like always focusing on, okay, update the tracker, make sure we have this agenda, make sure we have this set of notes. Um, and it's getting, you know, not harder, but I want to, what I'm trying to say is it's getting like a lot more, um, it's starting to speed up more or less, mm-hmm. starting to speed up because we have an event coming up soon in like a month or two. So we got to plan for the event. We got to make sure the client approves the ideas. We got to sometimes go back to the drawing board to rearrange the event. Um, even when we thought, okay, COVID is slowing down, we had to shift <laughs> Mm-hmm. um and to virtual just because now COVID has you know the what's the latest variant um oh Delta well, Delta Crom yeah Delta Crom and then there's mm-hmm. like a uh one that's connected to the flu and I'm just oh, like all yeah. oh, right so we're not going to be having a in-person event anytime soon um considering that um what other things do I do throughout the week um, I would have to say it's like a lot of meetings, a lot of internal meetings, a lot of note keeping, note tracking, uh, agendas, research, 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 whether that's researching trends in the media, researching what journalists have been promoted, what journalists have switched to different outlets, mm-hmm. um, researching articles that connect in some shape or form to the client's um, previous or current work. Nine times out of 10, I'm like in a meeting. So I'm kind of like mm-hmm. where I used to be able to like be on the phone with some of my friends um, throughout the day while I'm um, freelancing on a media kit or anything else. And it's like more low key um, type of vibe. I'm just like, yeah, don't call me. I'm in a meeting. <laughs> I'm not going to be available um, from 8.30 to possibly six o'clock. Do not call me because it's just you know it's a balancing act yeah um and then on top of that once I clock out of work I give myself about an hour 
and that clock into Bell Signature Creatives and trying mm-hmm. to rebrand that. Um, trying to make sure that I have, you know, all of my copy for my blogs, all of my designs for my products, um, learning, teaching myself how to redesign my website, um, trademarking, um, you know, certain aspects and new ideas of my my company and copywriting those, you know, ideas as well, Um, Mm -hmm. preparing for tax season. We don't have an extension this year. Please get ready for tax season. Um, so, you know, that's kind of been lately my focus throughout the yeah. week. And so kind of turning towards wrapping up the interview, I want to ask you, I usually like to ask people their favorite and least favorite part of being in PR. But instead, I kind of want to ask you, mm-hmm. what's your favorite part of being in PR? And then what's your favorite part of being a business owner? I love your questions. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. My favorite part is being in PR. And I'm so grateful that this hasn't changed is the relationships that I get to develop. Um, I just found out today that the publicist of a partner, partnering organization my client wants to work with, I know her through my mentor. As so I was like, wait a second. I messaged my mentor was like, um, we might be able, able to leverage the uh, relationship another way because I know the publicist. Right. Um, so just the relationships, the different people I get to meet in industry, outside the industry. I'm just a very relationship type person. Um, that's my favorite aspect of PR and just getting to know people's stories. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about being a business owner, developing something that I can leave behind I didn't realize like what that meant when I was younger I was just like I just don't want to work for people I don't like being told what to do (laughs) um but as I got older and I started to see okay first of all it's not that I don't like working with people there's different people that you work best with Mm and understanding what that looks like um but just realizing from when I was building lanyards (laughs) selling them um drawing pictures um to have um families and parents purchase for their children and stuff like that um I just wanted to leave something behind with my name on it when like Mm -hmm. I'm gone Bell Signature Creative still lives on in some way shape or form yeah and so now to kind of wrap everything up yes you could look back at your entire journey from college to where you are now and if there was anything that you could change or do differently would you do something differently I wouldn't change it because I'm so grateful for the journey and Mm -hmm. the lessons I've learned and what I've accomplished through the adversity and the ups and downs that I have faced but at the same time I wish I would have listened to that voice in my head sooner um telling me to focus on uh, entertainment and a communications um, field instead of focusing on accounting um, when I first started college. I'm grateful for all of the business um, skill sets that I learned today, um, but it did take me a little bit longer to get into my field. Um, and so that would probably kind of be what I would change um, I don't know if I still would have taken business courses. I would like to think I would. Um, 
but yeah no that would probably be the only thing that I would change mm-hmm. if yeah. needed <laughs> I love that I love that so thank you so much Ashley for coming on and sharing your story sharing your journey to where you are today and sharing all the life lessons you've learned along the way that rhymed that was kind of weird <laughs> anyway it works it works you know what that's awesome and thank you for having me yeah.